Hello and happy Valentine's Day. It's Motion Picture Pals, episode 29. I am Cam Call. With me is Rebecca Markley. Hello. Our producer, Travis Lean. Hello. And we are once again joined by special guest Caleb Warwick. Hi. And this time we watched Kong Skull Island from 2017. It's the action adventure creature feature big monkey in the MonsterVerse continuity. Uh, directed by Jordan Vogt Roberts, starring Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, John Goodman, Samuel L. Jackson, John C. Riley, and Bill O'Reilly. Let me just say real quick, like, holy shit, this movie had a fucking crazy cast. I like, know, it's weird that, like, they let Bill O'Reilly in this movie, because I think 2017 was, like, right after the Me Too thing at Fox, where he got fired, so... Oh, questionable casting oh no. decision, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't know why Bill O'Reilly was in that movie. It's yeah, crazy. pretty weird. Uh, I think the funny part about you just saying that right now is that I didn't process it as Bill O'Reilly. I just processed it as John C. Riley yet again. <laughs> so I didn't. I, I had no idea what you're talking about until John C. <laughs> Riley just twice in a row. <laughs> They're just the same person, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh, Bill O'Reilly. That's the guy that voiced. Um, Wreck-It Ralph, right? Yeah, that's the guy from Step Brothers. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Travis, you picked Kong Skull Island. Uh, why don't that's you right. tell us why? Uh, a couple reasons. I picked Kong Skull Island because that trailer came out for Godzilla vs. Kong, and I was like, oh, yeah, they're <laughs> still making monkey. these movies. Because um, I kind of forgot about them after uh, after Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um which we talked about on our on our old podcast a while back. Um, it wasn't a very good movie. It was bad. No. Yeah, it was pretty dismal and disappointing. But um, uh, the uh, the first two films in this uh, in this sort of MonsterVerse franchise that they're working on um, are Godzilla 2014 and um, Kong Skull Island 2017. And I went back and I rewatched those films because I I want I was getting pumped for for godzilla versus kong i guess and i just i just wanted to remember how these films were uh this is just a, a brief aside i guess godzilla 2014 i didn't like the first time i saw it but on rewatching it i i've completely changed my tone on that movie i i think that movie's great i think it's fantastic um wait did you say I, godzilla 2014 that's the one with um freaking what's his name uh, um, brian cranston shows yeah. up for a bit Mm-hmm. That's the only um, reason I like am able to remember what exact Godzilla you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, rewatching it, like knowing what the movie is and like what it wasn't, I think helped me realize like what that movie's trying to do, which I think is is being a sort of like a like an existential disaster film more than a monster movie. Um, I like that a then, lot about it too, right? Right, Kong Skull Island is uh is is very different in tone, and I I I, I really liked Kong Skull Island the first time I saw it. Rewatching it again, I it solidified my opinion that it's a, it's a really great movie, and I think it's kind of an underrated movie. I don't often hear people talk about Kong Skull Island, and I figured with um with uh, Godzilla vs Kong coming up, it would be a good time to uh, revisit it and and share it with all of you. So. One, uh, let me know. Were you were you pleasantly surprised that a that a King Kong movie 
was uh, w- was what it was. Yeah, one interesting I was, thing I wanted oh, to say about that before, ahead. like going into sorry, <laughs> sorry, Rebecca, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was like before, like kind of like before we talk about the movie. Um, like it felt like that this was like one of those movies that it was trying to get like as many of those you know big name Marvel character Marvel actors um to like hop on as soon as possible and like pump as much money into it like almost like kind of like what like Doolittle did or whatever with robert downey jr and that i think that's what kind of kept my assumption of like this movie was not really looking great when it first came out like oh it has all those you know marvel actors and like it's probably just one of those big blockbusters that were just gonna kind of flop and so that's why i never originally watched it it looks like from promotional materials and stuff at the time Mm -hmm. it looks like it's kind of just another action movie and um what was i gonna say oh yeah everyone kind of knows king kong already so Mm -hmm. i don't think it didn't seem like there was a lot of incentive for people to go see it uh i read that the movie did well like it did fine and it was received well because it's a good movie but um yeah as far as like pop culture goes i i don't often hear people speak of kong skull island but it's a real uh, shame too so what did everyone think? I'm sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't know who Kong was. Um, I'm not super, I guess, aware of these kind of comic book related monsters or stories mm. or things like you, that. You knew what King Kong was. <laughs> You're not a big really. monkey? You not big really. Monkey. I mean, I guess I knew Giant he was gorilla. a monkey, okay. but Empire like... Empire State Building, did, blonde I woman. like didn't know, I didn't know that at all. Um... <laughs> didn't even really know who Godzilla was when we went to go see the Godzilla movie a couple of years ago. And because that movie was so bad, I like did not <laughs> want to watch this movie. I thought it was going to be terrible. Um, and I was not interested in, in it. And I put up a bit of a, of a fight when we were talking about the movie to pick, but then Travis said it was a lot better. I do agree. It, it definitely surprised <clears throat> me. I was just, it was so like action heavy um, and so much stuff just like happened and there were such beautiful colors and scenery and these like wag looking animals. I don't know. And it just, it it felt really, it felt really good. It was like a, an action movie that I could just kind of suspend disbelief and just like be along for the ride. And boy, was it enjoyable. That's very interesting perspective, Rebecca, you have, I didn't, I've never actually met anyone that hasn't, like, you know, at least heard about, like, King Kong or, like, Godzilla or anything. So that's, that's very interesting. I mean, I knew they were things really cool. that, like, existed in <laughs> oh, pop culture. Okay. But, like, I didn't know. I don't know. I didn't really know anything about them. Was not interested. Hadn't even, like, read the Wikipedia page about anything mm-hmm. related to these monsters or, like, hollow earth theory or whatever the fuck. But, um... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, I, that's a new addition to the MonsterVerse. Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's yeah. not a thing in the old ones. Yeah, I'm coming from kind of the exact opposite. Uh, I've always really loved uh, specifically Godzilla, but Let's go. like giant monster movies in general. Uh, I remember when I was quite young, I don't remember how old exactly, but there was a, a, a FYE, a For Your Entertainment shop at the mall uh in our hometown and i like saved up a bunch of my birthday money so i could buy this like collector set of godzilla movies uh so i've i've always been into these kinds of things i 
kind of, I agree with Travis in that, like, I saw Godzilla 2014 and liked it. I actually haven't rewatched it since uh, seeing it in theaters, but I enjoyed it then. I didn't actually know Kong Skull Island was in the same uh, continuity as Godzilla, or else I probably would have gone and seen it just for that. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie, and I also had pretty low expectations because of Godzilla King of the Monsters. I thought they really kind of shit the bed on that one. But no, Kong Skull Island was a real hoot, I have to say. Uh, big fan. Uh, it just felt so much like you know, we're just making this like wild-ass movie, and we're going to have like all of our in, like ridiculous ideas just put onto screen and we're, we're just going to make it happen. And just like whatever sick idea someone has, it's like, cool, that's in the script now. We're doing it. Uh, and I really appreciate that. I love how unapologetically over the top all the action is. I love how beautiful all of the like frames are for kind of no real reason. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just like bright w colors. And like, I don't know if walls were actually like deep red and glossy in the 70s. Maybe they were. I assume they're not. Uh, I know poison gas isn't like bright neon green. green. <laughs> uh, I don't care, though. I like that there was just colored smoke in way more scenes than there really should have been. Uh, and I like that it was just so about the big fucking monsters and weird creatures on Skull Island. Yes. Thank you. That was like one of our big problems with King of the Monsters. It was like, OK, we know mothra and godzilla and king Ghidorah and rodan like they're all out there and what we did see of them was like at least from what i remember the absolute highlights of the movie but like there was so much tedious oh, yeah. bullshit with like 11 and her mom and yeah. monarch and tywin lannister that it was just like fuck can we just see the monsters fight please i think i think yeah uh was king of the monsters the most recent one yeah or Okay, and yeah. Just, just the mom's like sonar device, because I also rewatched this movie again, you know, just because I, I hate myself, I guess. <laughs> um, that That is just, I don't know, it's just bad that she can control the monsters with that thing. It's just so over the top stupid in a dumb way. Yeah, my biggest Kong Skull Island is over the top stupid in a great way. The, but the best Caleb, way. Tell, tell us, please, what you thought. So, like, after like watching this after i've seen godzilla or yeah godzilla king of the monsters it just like was everything i wanted that movie to be essentially like my biggest problem with king of the monsters was like i fucking hated every scene where anybody any human being was involved with it <laughs> like it was just insufferable like i could like i at the point where i just like like i just felt like i blacked out whenever it was like someone showed up um and I was yeah, just like, I, I like the people in this movie, though, right? Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, um, yeah, like the the writing was just horrible, and I just hated anyone talking. But fast forward, or I guess rewind to this one. Like, um, like I liked the interactions with people. I liked the people and the characters and just everything. Like you can see, like you know, war torn Vietnam like vets going here that are like obviously like greedy for you know winning a war or like you know killing something then you have like people that are interested in like the scientific aspects and then you have like 
other people like want to get the fuck off this island like there's just like all these conflicts happening and like i was genuinely interested in the characters that i was seeing on scene and it was fun and like i like that and the monster scenes which i came in for were fucking awesome like they were fucking badass they were everything i wanted there was just enough of them too that wasn't just like all humans and then one ending fight scene like you see king kong is this like seemingly like looming threat throughout the movie um obviously it starts to change up towards the end but like it was just really cool to see any of these like scary ass creatures um in this movie and i was just really intrigued and like i just loved seeing all like the wacky shit that you like you said cam like it just felt like they were like throwing shit at the script or whatever and i loved it like that shit was awesome like yeah i was what, talking what to somebody you expect else from like a, what's up sorry i was just gonna say i i was talking to somebody else about this movie and i was saying it just kind of feels like they gave a storyboard or a comic artist like several grams of cocaine and told them to go wild <laughs> and then just kind of figured out how to get those like fucking sick brutal frames into the movie somehow well yeah, how I, else would you I come up that with that in, in the notes that you wrote and i had a big chuckle uh because <laughs> i i did some extra research on this film i listened to the director's commentary and i can tell you that's 100 percent how this movie was made yeah and, <laughs> like um, the results Jordan speak for Roberts, themselves he, he he worked with a bunch of just like really talented concept artists and they just drew sick things and then they worried about how to fit them in later and they were like okay let's like one example he said was like oh we had this cool image of of a guy shooting a 50 cal off the skull of a triceratops and then we, <laughs> that was they were so like, how, how do we put sick. this in the movie and then they just put it in somewhere and it was sick yeah like that it just like it's so weird how like you have all of this like crazy nonsense but it like fits together like nicely too like shooting a 50 cal off the skull of a triceratops and then you have a fucking like well like a stick bug that's actually a log bug because it's like the size of a fucking tree like I don't know, like, it was just really cool, and I love, like, wh what else would you expect going to, like, some secluded island called Skull Island that has not been touched by the outside world, right? Exactly. Like, this shit better be good. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be so fucking boring if it's just big mosquitoes that are, like, just slightly bigger than normal. <laughs> like, which is I, probably what it would be. Yeah, I kind of want to, like, go off of what um, uh, Caleb was just saying about the character motivations like make a surprising amount of sense for like why they're all there and i feel like that's another issue that i have with with like action movies that are really like big on the action is that like the you know they sacrifice this kind of like motivation and and, and story for the big action scenes and i felt like this one was able to do both we're like yeah it was kind of a little it was a little campy a little hokey but i it was like believable and was believable mm -hmm. like everybody's kind of intrinsic motivation um, worked out and I could, I could get behind. I wasn't just like, Hmm, why would, why would so-and-so be, be joining them? It was just kind of like, Oh, you know, you were a scientist and then you got scooped along and you hate it. Or you're like this weird, um, Samuel Jackson's yeah. character who just like wants <laughs> I, to win a war. And yeah. I really liked that this movie was also set in the seventies, like after the Vietnam war, because like, like obviously there's a lot of influence from like Vietnam movies like set in the Vietnam War um and I really like that I felt like that fit like really well with the movie like obviously you at the start of the movie when you see the helicopters flying in and then there's that 
you know, sunrise or, or whatever, sunset, and you can see Kong, and it's obviously a little not to apocalypse now and like all of that. Especially not to the soundtrack and stuff. Characters named Conrad and Marlowe. Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. you're understating how much of a, like an homage to Apocalypse Now this entire film is. <laughs> and like exactly. a lot of other but, movies too. Like right. Jurassic yeah, of Park. Course. And uh, there's a lot of anime influences too. Yeah, I this director is like a big gamer weeb. Which is he, cool. It's cool. Gamers yeah. rise up. Yeah, like seriously, there was, movies. there was interestingly an, a lot of anime influence, which I thought was funny, but like um yeah i just i just weirdly felt like that just fit really nicely with like king kong and i i don't know i really enjoyed it i really liked just essentially like everything about this movie shit yeah. i even almost cracked a tear at the end <laughs> i totally did almost. i totally did I, I okay. I get really emotional sometimes. You mean like like when John C. Riley like meets his Bill wife and child? Yeah, Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> sorry, Bill O'Reilly when he goes back to Chicago. Yeah, and he yeah. gets his hot dog. Oh my and god! I know. I, I was just like, <laughs> like I don't know. It, it just it really hit me in the heartstrings. I was like, God damn it! Like he's crying. His wife was dropping all this stuff, and he sees his son. I was like, God damn it! Like he was on a he was on Skull Island for twenty eight years. I'm not going to question how he communicated with those people or like how any of that happened, but whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, it's very cute. I also liked all the Budweiser product placement. I actually thought that was pretty funny how overt it was. Budweiser? Where was this? I, I didn't see uh, any. Oh, what? Okay. So, and Samuel L. Jackson, when <laughs> he's work. like brooding, like looking over the hangar with uh -huh. like the sparks flying on either side. When the camera switches around and it's facing him, he's holding a Budweiser that he like put, puts like label out on his desk, and it's just I, there. Wow. And when he's talking that. to what's his name, and then the beer that Bill O'Reilly drinks at the end is oh. also a Budweiser. Man, you must be like a an ad aficionado looking That's, at movies and shit. Yeah, I consider I myself any ad placement in this movie. Something of a, an advertising uh, aficionado, yeah. I also liked, like, you know, Kong in the movie. He was freaking awesome. He's big, he was scary at first, but then he's like, oh shit. These Turns out he's nice. Yeah. I'm the king, but I'm nice. I also, think it like, was funny once, how like they all they never they never said the phrase King Kong at any point. Right. Like, like trying they, to do the Man of call, Steel thing. They right. They called him Kong and like at one point John C. Riley says Kong is king, king around here, but they don't ever yeah. refer to him as King Kong, which I thought was funny. But I mean I guess makes sense. I don't know why you would call him King Kong if like you're in the movie and King Kong is not like a concept you've heard, but whoever the who's the director again? Uh, um, Jordan, Jordan Vogt Roberts, right? He's probably like specifically like I don't want to say King Kong once in this goddamn movie. Like I swear to God, if I see it in the script, we're gonna take it out and replace it somehow. Like really <laughs> weird about it. Like I feel like directors get that way if they have like a you know like weird or like a specific IP, you know, like Superman or whatever. Like, Man of Steel is just like, we're not going to call him Superman. He's a man that is super. The S stands for hope. 
Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kal-El. Obviously. Yeah. That's what this. That's... But in the end, I loved it. And I really hope... I'm already kind of like iffy about this new, you know... What is it? King Kong versus Godzilla or whatever. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really kind of iffy because... Why did they nerf Godzilla? They didn't. <laughs> we'll have like, to discuss I, I know this why they... at the end of this. I think. Okay. <laughs> We've well, been talking about the movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wanted to keep that in the back of our minds, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say this. I think I was interrupted by my oven. But uh, about the human characters, I thought it was a good choice that pretty much all of the human characters didn't have an arc. Because, like, mm -hmm. we don't have fucking time for that. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? I don't want people to develop. Like, their only development should be, like, I'm deeply traumatized now because I saw, like, my friend get, like, ripped apart by birds or whatever. Uh, oh, I, like, I think the only people who really develop are the soldiers who are like, okay, Samuel L. Jackson is off his rocker and we can't keep going along with this. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is like, their motivations stay just right the same. Like, Tom Hiddleston's like, this is stupid and dangerous. And like, the entire time you can tell he's just kind of mad that he's agreed to do this. Yeah. Uh, which Brie I mean, Larson is, is completely just, like, understandable and realistic, right? Yeah, it's like, everything feels pretty grounded. I guess there's like one character that kind of had an arc where the the dude with, I don't remember his name like he was like Samuel basically Jackson. like a war criminal. Like he was the one that was like that he took the AK from that farmer um in Vietnam. He's like Oh, oh yeah, he tries to sacrifice himself. Yeah, he yeah. Gets, you know, in a was very that? deeply funny scene. <laughs> that was so yeah, fucking he just gets funny. Fucking <laughs> The, the explosion when he hits the cliff is like straight out of a fucking Wiley e. Coyote cartoon, and it is like <laughs> I was right? so goddamn funny. And like I don't think grenades explode like that. I don't it know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just me. like God, it's but so funny. I just like I just think it's funny too. Like instead of like getting eaten and then like the grenades exploding him, like he was probably planning. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, goddamn. Yeah, a lot of this movie feels like familiar imagery at first, like this man's gonna sacrifice himself with a grenade, and then, like, just something comes out of left field. Okay. And just, like, subverts what you think is gonna happen. Yeah. Dude, okay, so there was one scene that, that fucked me up really bad. Okay. It was when they were in the bamboo, like, forest. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And that guy gets fucking impaled by uh. what seems like it's gonna be Godzilla, or, or Godzilla, King Kong. <laughs> With, uh, you know, like, just throwing at something. And then the fucking spider. Yeah. Dude, that was, Ugh. like, horrifying to me. Yes. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, and just seeing that, like, it looked like it, like its legs were like a bamboo trees, right? Mm -hmm. And it just, like, impaled through that guy and his, like, mouth was, like, open. Oh, was like, and just, like, like gross, God. like, fleshy tentacles that are, like, reeling that guy up yeah. towards it. God, it's yeah, like, yeah. Dude. so nasty. And then he had, like, a red eye afterwards, too. Like, you don't know what the fuck that thing has on it. Or, like, right. and that entire island. Like, dude, that was genuinely fucking scary to me. Like, I'm yeah, not even kidding. Few, like, I was like, there are a few oof. scenes that are, like just like kind of gruesome and like hard to watch like the guy getting dismembered by the birds i know that was just like dude. oh god i, I mean it, it obviously set the tone but like yes. oh, yeah, yeah, sure. i, I mean it, like i don't i wouldn't put it past an 
skull island to just rip you in half right away like come on yeah right yeah but one thing i was really happy about was like you know the big looming threat not godzilla fuck king kong um (laughs) and it was what do you call them the skull crushers or whatever the skull crawlers yeah those things are fucking scary too like they just have like a like a what looks like a fucking just the outside of their skull just their skull in general as a face like those things were scary as hell, and I really like that. I really like that it they didn't look like just like a generic monster, you know. Oh yeah, I I love that. Basically, every creature in this movie, with the exception of King Kong, is like something that you've never really seen before. Like you've seen a spider before, but not whatever that no. kind of spider. Not like a spider no. that was like as big as a fucking tree. Yeah, with like the pincer things, I think that's like a camel spider that has those. There's some kind of like other arachnid I've seen, but like, yeah, that that whole situation was real interesting. Yeah, I've never seen a a big bony two legged lizard thing. I love that they have that's like an octopus. I love that they have two legs too. It's such a cool design, and like, it makes their movement so alien and threatening. Yeah, they're sort of, I don't know, I feel like they kind of look like those, I don't know, like almost like geckos or something, but like yeah. just the two back yeah, legs, they, it's They like freaky. run on their back and then like, the you know, the fucking geckos from New Vegas, Travis. <laughs> oh yeah, they are like waving. <laughs> yeah, like they, their legs look like they're like paddling when they're running yeah. or whatever. God damn, like every single like creature seen in that movie was just like really cool to see. It really reminded me of um, what is that movie? Um, God damn it! It's shoot. I don't remember what it was. Annihilation. That's what it was. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Annihilation in a way. You know, you have this like really beautiful looking place, but like just disgusting looming threats just always around you in a way. Like you, one moment you'll be looking at this like unbelievably gorgeous like scenery of like mountains and like the river and it's just very colorful. And then you'll see the skull raptors like show up, like shit like that. That really reminded me of um yeah Annihilation, which also had like really cool creature design and sh- stuff like that. <laughs> and so that's what made me happy about it because I love Annihilation and I definitely got that same feeling watching this movie, which was like really nice because like i love those types of movies yeah I, I guess there's those types of movies now kong skull and annihilation i don't know what <laughs> else is there yeah if i may the uh the skull crawler design i think actually kind of highlights the gamer weebness of the director because uh it, when i was looking stuff up he said in interviews that uh the original design is it's just kind of this weird monster from the movie in the 30s that like is the the lizard with two arms and a tail that like just comes to get somebody and it's not a very big scene but Mm -hmm. uh that's what they took for inspiration for this but uh yeah the director said that the uh the influences for the the final design of the skull crawlers were partially based on the the angels from neon genesis evangelion <laughs> from uh no face from spirited away and cubone from pokemon what the, that's <laughs> so man i guess that's how you make an abomination like that makes sense <laughs> yeah you take the scary anime and the cute anime 
<laughs> you push them together. What do you have? King Kong Skull Island monster. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Also, just like a more general influence was uh, Princess Mononoke in the... Specifically, the the water buffalo that had the weird branching horns and like the vegetation on them. So beautiful. Yeah, those that were really, really cool. cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that big guy. It's a, it's a really good scene too. I think because it sort of highlights that like these people came to this island and they just started shooting. But well, I mean, that's literally what lots happened. Of nice things on this island, like big buffalo thing. Like right away, and they're like, "We're gonna place some sonar beacons and like bombs." Like, I mean, you I guess you say that. And then there was that scene in the helicopter, too. Like, they're dropping all these bombs everywhere. And then you see the helicopter pilot, like, looking at the explosions with his aviators, right? <laughs> He's just, like, like gleefully yeah. watching yeah, things gleefully. explode. Yeah. And then King Kong just, like, that was, that was great. Like, that whole helicopter scene was so tense, but, like, oh, it's man. It's so it good, was really good, too. And it lasts such a long time. And, like, it all feels important because it's kind of the whole like inciting incident for the entire plot of like it's what scatters all the people around the island so they need to like regroup it mm -hmm. establishes kind of like the foreignness of the island itself and yeah i don't know i thought it was real good and it's like it's such a cool way to do it with like king kong just like smashing helicopters and like throwing tree trunks through windshields and shit yeah, the the tree Cube trunks. Black Sabbath's paranoid, and just boom. Yeah, that was, that yeah. Was really all of cool. that. It was so incredible. Um, I love how they, because I guess like because like Kong is a big old monkey that you were able to play with scale, <laughs> big and you know like the whole throwing of these trees like onto these helicopters. I don't know. That's just so. That was really cool know. to see. Yeah, like like. Um, you bringing that up, it just it's a, it was really cool seeing like how smart King Kong was like progressively throughout the movie. Like at first, like you know he's obviously like grabbing these helicopters and like getting fucked up from it, but then like later on you'll see him like just straight up like use those chains to fight that like final monster and like throw like shit and like impale him like and like the propeller like, flail that shit was so cool cam and i right? we were so excited about that we were like oh my gosh he's gonna use it it's gonna be a propeller flail and yeah it was Cause, epic. yeah because when he Cause first gets trapped by the by the chains i was like oh he's gonna break out he's gonna like use the chains to like garage mm -hmm. the skull crawler which he also does but then when he like looks over and sees the propeller blade i was like oh fuck like here we go <laughs> that was so epic i love that so much yeah it's a it's a chekhov's gun too absolutely uh, i think he because he he injures his hand he cuts his hand open on a helicopter propeller at the beginning and he's like what the fuck was that I, i've never seen a helicopter before <laughs> and then he's he like, has yeah. to go what like, the hell the I'm just kidding. Stuff. so yeah yeah that really definitely makes sense not have like a boring third act cgi fight night that sucks like most movies do yeah yeah like that that was the biggest thing too it's like it, it you know you can see those fights coming from a mile away in like all of those big monster movies essentially or just like any you know cgi action movie but like with this one it just felt like really good and satisfying and it was interesting to see like the humans like helping kong with this big final fight like 
Yeah. You, you would just expect it to kind of just be Kong and whatever, like going on for like 20 minutes or whatever, but yeah, it was yeah, cool. And I mean, that like that first Kong attack scene, I think it's the best scene in the movie and it, it comes like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20, 30 minutes into the movie, but when it when it does come, I think it does a really good job of establishing the tone from here on out, which has already been kind of established, but now it it really solidifies it as this film that is going to it's not going to use conventional camera angles or conventional editing it's going to be wacky like 360 slow-mo cameras going Uh through multiple helicopters um you're going to get a cutaway shot of nixon on the dashboard nixon on the dashboard was so good i I really like the brings him out of the storm and then goes crashing down gets a better arc than most of the characters in the movie i think (laughs) I really like, for some reason, like the bobblehead Nixon shots. Like you, you see it like three times, I think. Like before it goes in, and then when they're in the storm, like it pans to it for like a second, and then comes back, and then during like King Kong like wreaking havoc on these helicopters, you, it like pans to it just for a, a one more moment. It's it was like almost like the calm before the quote unquote storm or whatever. But yeah. I, I to touch up on the editing part, like I. Like, as goofy as the editing was, in a way, like, I really liked it. Like, I, I don't know. I just thought it was really weird, but, like, unique, right? And... I think it's fun. It's yeah, like, It and feels like people are having fun making this movie. I just, I just specifically remember the transition from when Kong gets, like, impaled by the helicopter blade, and then it transitions to that one dude opening a can of beans. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I just, I was like, wow, that was so weird, but I liked it. And like, like the the eating thing too, there was like I don't remember which. That's what which, I thought you were gonna say, Caleb. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't remember like kind of what beans. was being eaten. I think it was a guy, and then it a cuts sandwich, to the scientist man. What's his name? Yeah. Well, it was oh, when sorry. like yeah. someone was falling into King Kong's mouth, and then it cuts to. I think it was it the, just cuts to a dude. The like main black geologist guy no I, th- I think it was the the old guy was it john goodman i think it was john Goodman. somebody character. like takes a bite out of a sandwich yeah anyway, and that it's was, like it's right yeah yeah it's like that the one scientist guy i remember that oh, okay 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 <laughs> it was that, so i thought that funny. was so like just it, i i was taken back for a sec because you just like and he's like a, a sandwich why do you get turned into a sandwich i'm just kidding you know <laughs> 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 No, I just I just thought the editing was just really great and just so goofy, but like <laughs> interesting tone too, right? Like this guy falling out of a helicopter after he's like holding on for like a whole minute and falling into King Kong's mouth and he what it was his face. Uh Sully from Monster Inc. takes a bite out of his sandwich. Like it was just great. <laughs> I do wonder, though, about, like, the dog tags that were used a lot. Like, the guy who fell into King Kong's mouth. Yeah, how did you get his how, dog yeah. tags? <laughs> or did they just see him get eaten and they were like, all right, he's he's gone. Did yeah. They, what is the question about dog tags? Well, because Samuel L. Jackson has, like, a, his whole fist full of dog tags when he's like, oh, Kong like he killed all these guys. And it's just maybe like, maybe they were those? just the dog tags of the the guys in the helicopters. He came back maybe to. Maybe he just it had must them have been. in his pocket as props. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it was kind of like when one of the the one one of the gecko things like specifically burps up the guy they were looking for right next to them. Like you know, yeah. it's I I don't really 
care the, about like, it. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Digested skull with the dog tag on it. I thought that was actually pretty good. I no, like that. Yeah. I, I like Travis's headcanon that like Samuel Jackson just has these like just extra dog tags in his pocket. <laughs> they don't actually case. say anything. They all say John Doe. But he's I mean, just like, I'm going to use these as props to yell at hippies when I get back stateside. I mean, it makes sense though if you think about it because like his character was so about like against like losing losing the war and all about winning whatever this battle was going to be and so i mean it was the death of him so he probably would do whatever he could to do it he probably had real ones and fake ones like he was <laughs> just had some more fake ones in there to like pad it out so it looked more impressive when he pulled them all out of his pocket exactly he's like we're gonna <laughs> fucking win this no matter what i yeah. know people are gonna die yeah yeah, I, but, I, I don't know. I, I loved all those little character moments. They're like very fun. And like, yeah, I just and Samuel L. Jackson never changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just mad about losing the war. And he's like, Which, OK, Kong yeah. is now the, the like stand in for the North Vietnamese. And he's like, we're going to not go out without a fight. I, I don't know. It's so good. And I think his character was kind of like the best like, I, th- I like his performance the best out of everybody. I thought, like, everybody else did fine, but, like, his was really, like, I don't know. It just, the, you could I don't definitely, know, not the most like, believable, but it was just really good. And Yeah, he, he was definitely, <laughs> like, not having the whole war situation, and he was definitely going to try anything possible to take out what killed his men, even though he does more than likely doesn't actually give a fuck, you know? And right. Heart of Darkness once, and he was like, "I'm gonna do this." <laughs> exactly. But can't believe I'm working with this guy named Conrad. How ironic! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. And I also thought John C. Riley's character was interesting. Oh, like, he's great. Yeah, Bill O'Reilly. Oh, sorry, Bill O'Reilly. Um, yeah, I. I, I don't know. I just think that guy in general as an actor is hilarious. Like, always. I like that he, he's funny, but he somehow manages to be, like, sad at the same time. Yes. No, exactly. So right. And I think that's why I got so attached to his character. Like, because I think those are the most believable characters are the ones that are able to, like, capture you in any emotion, right? The most but, relatable like, characters are the ones who are funny, but you also pity. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. Like, I like if I I was th- thinking about it a lot for some reason. I was like, what would, what would I do if I was stuck on an island for twenty eight years and survived? Like, would I be the same person as I am right now? And I I don't know. I just really thought about. it. I was like, probably. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, what I else would why I wouldn't? change you? Like, I think you well, would you would almost <laughs> have to be the same person if you weren't just like completely insane. Or, mm. I mean, trauma can also impact you, too, and if you, like... Right. I guess before... I mean, he, like, learned that Kong wasn't, like, evil, but I guess there were other things out there that were, like, really scary. Yeah, and he became friends <laughs> Worse than with... Kong. Friends with uh, Gunpei Ikari. Right. <laughs> the best name. Yeah. Very good. Also, very clearly another reference to Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Uh, also in Marlo's jacket is like the it's like the same as the the cool red guy from Akira with the yeah. motorcycle. 
It says good for your health. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I liked his character a lot and I don't know, I feel like uh, Brie Larson's character didn't really do much. I mean, she was just kind of like... I mean, most pictures. of the characters don't, don't do a Yeah, I was time. also going to say, like, Tom Hiddleston, obviously, like, he had his, like, basically, like, one <clears throat> one path, right? Brie Larson was, like, the anti-war, you know, person, journalist that was there. That, that was about it. But, I mean, they did their job, and I I liked everyone, so... Yeah, I really like fits. the um I really like the sort of there's a lot of montages in this movie, but I especially like the uh the the camera montages. The ones <laughs> that just sort of show like B roll of people hanging out. Um when the yes. villagers like throw up a peace sign. I think those those are all really good mood moments. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're a good break from how like bleak and scary the rest of the movie <laughs> is too. Yeah, exactly. You're so and... phlegmy. Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> cool. I am? What? Good no content. <laughs> okay. Uh. But yeah, like exactly. Like I, I like the 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 kind-hearted scenes, the wholesome scenes. And I don't know, I thought it was funny, like, especially like when they went down to, you know, see the the ancient scriptures or whatever of Kong on the island. The cool force and, perspective yeah. things on the columns. Very cool. And he, he's like, they're called skull crushers. He's like, really? He's like, I just made that up right now. It's <laughs> like, like, I've been coming funny. up with that for years, but now that I said it out loud, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? And they're like, that's, no, I like, it's that's fine. That's literally like when I realized I was like, this guy is probably would be me if I was there for 28 years. Like, actually... But like, yeah, just I like those little like you know comedy break scenes that were just they were just very needed in a intense fucking gruesome world or island that they were on. Yeah, rip rip that one dude with the mustache. Though. He's just trying to go home to his family and gets ripped apart. Yeah, that was fucked up. I was I was totally not expecting that either, which is the crazy part. The only way, the only sense in which I was expecting it was like, okay, we saw these birds with like saws attached to their face, and like mm-hmm. something needs to happen with them. I yeah, I thought that was cool too. Like you you just see that one scene. He's like, that's a crazy looking bird or whatever, and he shoots one, and that whole flock of birds just like flies off. And you kind of just like don't think anything of it, like other than like oh Samuel Jackson's. Oh, I thought kinda... very much of that actually. I was I, like, oh, I didn't. Fuck, I just thought he shot, shot it and just they flew <laughs> off, and it was just showing like the craziness of the world, right? I didn't expect the next twenty minutes those same birds to come and just rip some guy in half. Like I was, <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. To be Which... honest, but. Which was, was the cool. soldier who was writing all of his letters to Billy Chapman? Chapman. Yeah, he was the one who was killed by the the skull crawler. The skull crawler. Yeah, and his mm-hmm. blood like fucking like aerosolizes and squirts all over a tree. <laughs> Ooh, man, that was the I, guy that was sitting on the the uh, the insect, the stick, stick bug. bug. The stick bug looks so sad. I know. I was like. What the fuck? Like, don't shoot, shoot that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, it was just but looking to be at fair, you. though, to be fair, like, what the hell do you do in that situation? Like, you see a log that you're just sitting on come to life and yell, and then, like, 
you have a gun, right? It's like, I, what do you? I still don't think I would shoot. I worship a, a log. the the log as my new god. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did wonder though. It's like he... I offer my gun to it as an like, as, a, as a peace. I offer. say I I say I wouldn't shoot it, but like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do if I was in that situation. So I'm like, whatever. Like, it's not it's not my decision. It's the movie director's, right? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't get that image out of my head of that guy getting impaled, though. Ooh, like, it's oh, gross. Oh, man. It was awesome. <laughs> it's sort of like this kind of film kind of reminds me of, like, how lenient movies are with violence in, like, lower ratings than they are with, like, profanity and and boobies. Um, right. Like, I totally thought that this was R, just because it, it oh, seems so gory. And, like... Is designed Dude, to be violent and over the top. Like it's yeah. not. It's violent and the people die, but like the like violence inflicted upon people is very like present. Even just like right. the the guy grabbing the sword by the blade. Yeah. Like that, I like physically like backed away from the TV, like up onto the back of the couch during that because I was like, oh Christ, that's not cool. Yeah, because yeah, like you can just like feel it like when he's doing yeah. it. Yeah, it was so visceral like, and like the sound. Ugh. Ugh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, and so like the to me like like that's a PG thirteen movie. Like holy shit, that's you know surprising to me. I, think I this, guess I think this movie was really really pushing it. They there probably was a lot more stuff in the like unedited version that was definitely <laughs> had to get cut out. What I feel like there was yeah. one F word, but I mean every PG thirteen gets one. You get just one. one. Yep. When was and that? I, I think it was was funny. that at the beginning? It, no, it was. It was. He was talking about the big fucking ants. You know. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. why I remember that what he it. Says? Yeah, yeah. It's a. Okay. It's like the real He's big like, it fucking. It sounds ants. like a bird, but it's a fucking ant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the exact yeah, yeah, yeah. thing he says. As I couldn't remember if if it just the... felt like natural, so like I didn't even like realize it. But yeah, yeah. I couldn't I like, remember if it was F-word. if it was the the that opening joke which is stupid and i didn't like of like there'll never be a more i thought it was a fucked up time or but i guess it's a screwed up time screwed in washington time in washington oh, this, yeah I, that was stupid i was yeah not impressed that was a dumb joke and not necessary and felt very like forced <laughs> forced and, right yeah but it's like <laughs> oh, there'll never be a fucking, more fucked up time donald trump will never recover <laughs> i wonder how many movies like that are gonna be like in the next couple of years like there's just gonna just be like little stabs it's gonna be so annoying just like somebody mugs at the camera just like <laughs> well you know you see who's president it's like that kind of I shit wanna, i want to talk to you guys about a, a show i've been watching after the podcast that specifically is about that though but yeah anyways All right. okay. it is really we dystopic wanna... to see like ads with people wearing masks though like oh, that's yeah. fucking gross and i don't like it speaking of things that like date <laughs> the media yeah watching uh let's take a break real quick and then cool. when we get back we'll we'll talk some more check on our pie yeah And we're back. 
you know what? Just go to motionpicturepals.com and look at the links there. You know what's yeah. there. That's all I have to say about that. Let's talk about Kong Skull Island. That's a bad call to action. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Oh, you do it then. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Yeah, you're so smart. It's here, your call to action. That's what I thought. Damn. Uh, I was going to try, but then I was laughing too hard. <laughs> that's right. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? I guess not. You win. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about, I think this is more or less where we left off. Let's talk about just how fucking, okay, what, no. what did you just say? What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Sorry. Don't know. I heard Caleb say, I'm the Joker. No, I said yeah, you sounded like the Joker. Oh. I sounded like the Joker? I don't know why. Well, I don't know why I thought that. What? Did what? I, what? What? I said I don't know why I thought that. I just, oh, like, I just like did. Okay. Joker on the brain. Okay. <laughs> we live in. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, I think more or less the last thing we were talking about was just like how fucking brutal a lot of the violence is in this movie, and I thought we could maybe talk some more about that. Uh. So obviously we have the guy getting eaten like a big sandwich. Uh, we have the guy getting his arm ripped off by birds. We have the guy getting chomped by the... You guys are, keep calling them skull crushers and it has me fucked the up. Skull, skull crawlers. Can we just recap every like gruesome scene in the entire movie? I was just trying to think of what yeah, we've yeah. already talked about so we don't... So we got uh, the spider scene. We got the bamboo yeah. spider right. impaled. Got the. I right. mean, I guess you could even say the even gruesome, like the gross tentacles that it has, or like the tendrils, or whatever. Yeah, you have the stuff. the squid. That squid getting freaking ripped in half. Yeah, that got, was pretty cool. He got some live fucking sashimi. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really liked how uh, how John Goodman's character died with like the flash bulb going off inside the skull crawler that was so right. funny that was so funny i like did not like him as a character just like very it seemed like a i don't know like a an evil scientist almost um mm. just like completely motivated by his own but by like his he like had his own revenge fantasy that was even larger than samuel l jackson yeah i, I really liked that reveal because it's like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson, he's this like crazed, you know, uh, army officer who can't let the war go. Meanwhile, John Goodman is like willingly sacrificing like all of these like young men for his own uh, similar revenge fantasy that's been going on since like World War Two. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that that was a cool parallel and I'm glad he got launched for it. It was good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Every all of the big characters deaths felt very satisfying of like, OK, they we've been with them on screen now for like multiple hours. And so, you know, Samuel L. Jackson just gets squished. But I think that that works thematically. But John Goodman couldn't just get chomped. He had to go out in like a funnier, more significant way than that. 
And I'm really glad that like the plot armor didn't save John Goodman's character for like, <laughs> oh, I I am the architect of this expedition, you know, has to see it all the way through. Like I'm I'm glad he got I'm glad shit got fucked up for him. It was very happy. Right. Yeah, although something about the scene when they're in like the, the skull crawler pit, the mass grave of King Kong's parents. I didn't really understand how the explosions worked with open flames. Cause like there are people waving torches around and like all kinds of explodey things are happening. Yeah, it, it seemed, seemed like, like whenever there was some it, sort of there was some sort of natural gas. I don't know if it I was think it was coming off of the, the bones. Because every time <laughs> they the like um every time there was a flame near the bones or like if the flame touched the bones, that's when the explosion happened. So, yeah. I mean, at least there was some sort of sense. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, the actual gas itself. So, like, whenever, sort of uh-huh. so whenever, like, one of the skull crawlers would, like, vomit up all the bones, they would cover it in their, like, gross I stomach acid. I didn't think about this too hard, and I think it's probably just from yeah. playing so many video games and <laughs> seeing, like, oh, the gas is there, don't catch it on fire, you'll blow up. Mm-hmm. You know. That classic environmental hazard right exactly. yeah yeah i mean it was fine and like it did what it needed to do in the plot i was just like because i saw i somebody like lights a cigarette at one point yeah and they and throw then when the he, thing like, throws it out it hits one of the skulls or whatever right I, yeah and that's when it explodes. that's what explodes but i just then, kind of assumed that meant there was also gas just around but yeah but it didn't like it didn't explode when he lit the <laughs> exactly the whatever you call it the cigarette yeah with his lighter yeah yeah it was it was concentrated in specific areas somehow yes. yeah makes sense diffusion doesn't work on skull island <laughs> I, thought, I thought that whole scene was funny too with the the uh katana like yeah that was fucking sick that was cool <laughs> we're like was. slices up the arm that was cool death before dishonor uh, yeah he's yeah. like death before so dishonor good. in it, japanese like, it reminded me a lot. Do you think that lot. Japanese dude and him became, like, friends? Like, he survived yeah. and they became friends? Yeah, yeah he, he says that he was his best friend at one point, I think. Oh, I missed out on that then. Damn. Yeah, I think it was when he gets the the sword, actually. I think he says, like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was my enemy, but he became my best friend, and we swore we'd never leave each other behind, or something like that, but... Oh, how did I miss that? Damn. I don't know. It was a very just touching a, there's scene. There's a lot of things that happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you might yeah. have just like, maybe your brain could only hold like so many things about it. Because I mean, I wouldn't fault you there. There's a lot going on. My ADHD uh, brain. It reminded but, um, me a lot of the scene from uh, Blood Quantum when the grandpa is like using the <laughs> katana on all the zombies. Yes. And just right. like. It's or, fucking um, cool, and like, why is it more effective than a gun? I don't know. Who cares? It's a sword. Yes. <laughs> also thought of Pacific Rim when um, they are in uh, the upper atmosphere and they push the sword button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the flash of the camera, I thought that was like signifying that like that's how like the skull crushers see things. It's like like bright lights, like flickering bright lights or something, because that it seemed to like move toward him. Um, wh- whatever his face is, the scientist dude, whenever he had the camera, right? And like I was thinking, I th- like, that's oh, maybe why they it was eat like him, right? 
But I mean, mm-hmm. flares and shit are like what people use to find people. Like that's just how that works, you know? Yeah, yeah but just, I just thought that it meant like that's what they were attracted to. Like they couldn't actually see, but they see like lights. Like I don't know. Could mm-hmm. be. Anyways, they're not yeah, real. Anyways, so like anything goes. It doesn't honestly. matter. <laughs> yeah, could be anything. But like you know, sometimes movies tend to like be like, oh, this is their weakness, right? Like, mm. but whatever. Yeah. Anyways, well, like, they're, these things' weakness is uh, getting their throat slashed with a propeller blade. Yes. So that's you know <laughs> something to keep in mind if you have well, to find yourself. Uh, that's in front not even of one how the final one died though. The final one died in like the most brutal, awesome oh, way yeah. possible. That Could was you the next thing. Brie Larson's about? character, like oh, when my gosh. she she's literally inside Kong's hand, and he I rips know. out the fucking tongue of that thing. Yeah, and she was inside of that too. She yeah. was inside his hand, which was inside the throat of this prehistoric lizard. <laughs> God damn, she's probably passed out, so she missed it. But whatever, yeah, she yeah. was drowned. She, she was drowning. She's like, I'm, I'm fucking dead. I, I don't I'm even dead. care anymore. I, don't I can't be deal alive. with this shit anymore. I'm gonna lose yeah. consciousness now. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what I would do too. Yeah, honestly, I'm, uh, I'm surprised Kong didn't just accidentally go like. Oh fuck! Like, that's man. That's I was a little worried that like she was gonna die in that scene. Yeah, she was so small in his hand. It was like that scale difference was. I like I that know, little that like crazy. throwback to, like just that whole situation. That little throwback to like classic King Kong, you know? Yeah. With, oh, what what is her name in classic King Kong? Does she have like a specific name? I think she has a very goofy, like, 30s name. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just, like, it's got to be a blonde woman in a a white dress. Those are the only qualifications. She falls off something, he grabs her. There we go. That's it. Anne Darrow (laughs) is her name. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah, sounds familiar. Oh, Anne. Good old Anne Darrow. That classic character that we all know and love, (laughs) Anne Darrow. I was just thinking about... The, the first King Kong I saw was probably the Peter Jackson one. When yeah, I was same. Um, I saw 33 King Kong in uh, film school, which was, that's that's neat to see 30s special effects. Funny yeah, story. I, I watched a few King clips Kong. of those, too. I was surprised at, like, I mean, it doesn't look, like, great, obviously, but I was surprised at, like, how not completely stupid it looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. Oh, what I was going to say was, um, I was under the impression that this was the Peter Jackson King Kong. Oh, yeah, Travis. The entire time. (laughs) And I just thought that was really funny because, like, I I heard Island and then I heard, like, you know, obviously, like, King Kong and, like, scary creatures, whatever on it. I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Jack Black's in it, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. It's Bill O'Reilly. It's like, wait, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, because, like, to be fair... King Kong is also on an island with prehistoric creatures there, and they go to that island. I mean, yeah, so, it's I the mean, same setting. It's the it's, same. It's half of the King Kong story, but then yeah, exactly. They throw out the part where he gets taken to New York, which is is good because it feels like it, it's like a. It, I guess it's technically like a reboot, but it feels like a remix of the original King Kong story. Um, I guess if you've seen the Kong versus Godzilla trailer, it looks like that's when they put him on a boat, chain him up, take him somewhere. I don't know why. I think they're trying to defend themselves from Godzilla or something. But <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, just I, take I, Godzilla. I think it's good that they threw out the the story with the uh, with the <laughs> Kong loves a woman or whatever. Yeah, and well, to the Empire State because I mean it's already been made into a movie three. Yeah, times. and I like too that uh, the reason the there is like whatever relationship there is between uh, Brie Larson and King Kong in this movie is because like he witnesses her like trying to save one of the the buffalo. And right. he's like, oh, this is like not all the humans are, are bad, right? And it's like there's an actual reason instead of him just like seeing a, a sexy blonde lady and being like, whoa, <laughs> oh, cool. And they like, what have... were they going to do with that? Why would they just make a, like, a big monkey attracted to like a tiny human? Like, Why indeed? <laughs> it's like the B movie. Like, <laughs> and, and they do like, share that moment too where... Uh, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson are trying to find higher ground so they can find the river so they can find the boat when he comes out of the mist and he, yeah it comes out of the mist and they like they don't touch hands but she just touches his like nose yeah I was wondering like where relative to like his nostrils they were and like what that would have smelled like up there oh yeah <laughs> probably, probably not pretty great, gross but I, don't, I thought that was funny anyways but yeah that's breath. a cool scene I like when he's just like materializes from the mist and you see his silhouette it's another very manga stylized scene yeah yes right right like i can see the storyboard drawing with like the lines representing his silhouette as he like fades in very cool stuff like that very like comic booky framing but like in the best way possible uh travis do you want to talk about some of these filming notes that you put in Oh yeah, I um I thought it was cool uh, learning that they the like most of this is real photography. It's not like people were composited into the jungle. They just they found sort of, a real huge and, monkey. They went out into the jungle. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a real. Aside from the monkey, you know, um, fu- like funny enough, they filmed most of the jungle stuff in Vietnam. Uh, wow, and, that's uh, cool. Uh, a place in Vietnam called uh, Halong Bay is the uh, that's the aerial photography of Skull Island. That's wow. just that's what it really looks like. Beautiful, uh, like yeah, the big rocks just sticking straight big, up out of the yeah, ocean. Big rocks. Um, it was real. That spider was real, actually. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, right. Come on, we're talking, not talking about monsters. Just talking about places. I'm scared. Travis. Trying to talk about rocks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny thinking about like this all-star cast being forced to just like wade through knee-deep water and stuff. Very funny. <laughs> Having a miserable time, but um, good, yeah, but, good yeah. for good for the director. I feel like you got to keep these people humble. Yeah, you, you don't want their fame to go to their head. I was also right. thinking when they were talking about <clears throat> all of the the disease-carrying bugs in the beginning, and I was just imagining like everybody in this like film crew having to like get all of their like shots right. and like vaccines, and like I I feel like everyone that I know who has had to like get additional vaccines to go travel has had a terrible time, just like making sure that they are up to date and getting all of their vaccination records happening, and I just like was giggling. As I was imagining all of these, like, all, all of these rich people getting their, like, staff to handle it for them. And I just thought right. that was amusing. You can get your malaria booster and all that. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, John Vogt Roberts is, he, he's, he's, he sounds like he had, like, almost like a spiritual experience or something in Vietnam. Like, he, 
it, throughout the commentary he's sort of hyping it up like he like he's the he, he like he's in charge of tourism for vietnam or something <laughs> he talks about how it was really beautiful and these places that they got to film at that the general public isn't allowed to and um the uh the a bunch of native Vietnamese people who came out to be the the extras who were, were apparently really cool to work wow. with. I did not know uh, that. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that part of the movie script-wise is cool too because it ditches the old trope of oh no, the like the scary native people who have the spears and stuff and are going to I mean, you know, they do initially, but well, it's, they're scary, it's, it's but... more to a reasonable level. Yeah, yeah um, I like that too. I like their portrayal cuz like they're they don't scary. Feel no, not at all. They're scary, but like competently so. They're not like savages because they're scary. They're scary because like they know yeah. what the fuck is going they, on and these people right. don't. And like they don't tie up the main characters and put them over a spit roast. That's, yeah. that's, <laughs> right. that's what they do in the thirties movie. And the, you know, the thirties movie is racist on on that level and other levels. And other too. thematic um, levels. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to thankfully moved beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I specifically want to talk about when, uh, like, when when John C. Riley's character is talking to like talking about how they don't really have crime or personal property, how they're past all that, instead of it being like this noble savage sort of idealized past. It's like no, they've developed beyond the the need to have all this other shit that like plagues our modern society because like we see their architecture and like the cool gate to get the boat out from the village and past the wall it's like it's very sophisticated technologically so it's like i i just like that representation of like the natives right. are very like, like smart very competent and they're yeah, exactly yeah. he's like talking about how they essentially like are past like our current civilization like they're you know like completely like changed and more developed essentially i was like that's really cool i like that a lot yeah you really really don't see that in like any sort of like native representation of like anything like, yeah and and also kind of leans into the like adapted to where they live kind of i guess yeah, exactly. ethos that i think a lot of at least like contemporary like um, indigenous activists like to talk about with like I don't know um, land back and and decolonization is that like you do have a connection to the land where you're from and that is important and they kind of because they have been so secluded they've just really been able to to kind of lean into that and I don't know I just think that's really awesome exactly like oh, shoot what was I gonna say um, I don't know. I, I I forgot what I was gonna say, but exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna say yes. I agree with what you said. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'll I'll figure it out. Yeah, I have a section here that has some of the the critic responses to this movie that I would mm -hmm. like to read to you all and uh, get your takes. I have one that I really agree with. And one that I uh, that I think is very funny and how harsh it is about this. So <clears throat> I'll start with the one that I. Uh... Oh, did I put it in here? Oh, maybe I didn't. OK, I'll, I'll start with the critical ones and then I'll, I'll get to the one that is basically how I felt about this. So uh, the first one 
I will read is from uh, Matthew Lacona of the San Diego Reader. Uh, and this kind of gets back to what we were saying about the human and monster balance that we thought was lacking in King of the Monsters. But anyways, it's fun to watch the monsters in action. But on the human side, the film is clumsily written, overcast and underacted with only frustrated soldier Samuel L. Jackson striking the right tone of crazy amid the chaos. Uh, so there's that one. I'll read you the next one, too, because I think they're kind of in the same vein. Uh, this is Chris Klimek of NPR. Kong is at its mediocre best when it pretends to be a nature documentary about Skull Island's bizarro flora and fauna. Every time the movie threatens to get interesting, one of its hordes of ersatz non-animated characters shows up and starts talking again. <laughs> Person uh, really did not like the cast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like the um the like nature documentary planet earth style scene where Kong is just going about his day cleaning his hand in the river and then he eats an octopus. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because that it helps was great. Out, like who Kong is. What is he why like why should we care about Kong? What does he do in his spare time? Uh, <laughs> he like, eats how, an octopus. How, is, how does he fit into the ecosystem? He of likes sushi. He's island. just like us. <laughs> I was gonna say too. It's like I'm. I'm really glad this movie took the route of just like introducing Kong right at the fucking start of entering Skull Island. Like, I, I don't. I feel like this has happened, but I don't know. Like, um, secluded island, and then you go, and then like, you know, it's like whoa, it's crazy adventure. Whoa, it's so beautiful here. Whoa, we're like the only piece. People whoa, here. let's drop fucking like, bombs halfway on it. through the movie, like a big monster shows up that just happens to like be hiding for some reason. Like why would a monster <laughs> like that size be hiding? And how would you not already know about it? Like, that's what I liked about the movie. It's like, you know, you're, you're going to be like, he is King there, right? You're going to be introduced to him right away because he's fucking King Kong and he's the King of the fucking Island. And like, if you seem like a threat bomb in the place, He's going to be the first one to show up. So that's what I really appreciated about that. It was like introducing him instantaneously rather than like him be hiding in the, you know, mountains for like half the movie or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and as far as the cast goes, I mean, I, I liked the cast. I actually thought it worked pretty well. I think for the reasons we've been talking about of like they have their scenes, they say what they need to say, and then they get out of the way of the movie. Yeah, uh, I could kind of see how maybe you could find it distracting, but I guess I just didn't. I thought it worked pretty well. I thought the humor between like the grenade guy and like his co-pilot, I thought that stuff worked really well. Uh, mm. And I just liked the dynamic between all the soldiers. I will say, I mean, some of the scientists were kind of I felt unnecessary I don't think the movie suffered for having them there, but it was kind of just like, who is this again? But I like them for like camp reasons and just like, oh, haha, these like yeah. bumbling scientists, right. these like, nerds. picking up gu guns. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, guy with That's glasses the... and Asian lady. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, it's, it's funny you say that about the scientist guys, but because like, that's like how they are though. Like, they, they really are just like pretentious assholes. Like, they, like that's I'm sorry, but like that's what they are. Like I work in the science field with like people like this, and so it's just like, yeah. I mean, that's that's them. Like, actually, yeah. I mean, like specifically where you work too. 
Yes, they are like exactly. people are really up their own ass over there. Uh, no, absolutely. I used to work there too. So, so I, exactly. I know what, like, I know so what you're talking you about. Like, I work now in industry science and not in research, and like people are a little more down to earth. Right. But yeah, and I have to assume if you're like a government research scientist, you're like really at like the top of the like dipshit food chain in a lot of ways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so like it's it's just funny like um when people like stereotype scientists in movies because in a way it's not really like stereotyping because like every single time in a movie like there's the stereotype scientist like i'm always just like yeah that's that's them <laughs> like yeah i'm sorry like that's just they, what that's they, who they, they seem are. to only be there to like to be sort of the the one and i don't even think it's like intrusive or anything but to be like the one tie-in to the monsterverse continuity yeah. um because if i don't know did anybody watch the the post-credit scene i they looked up? it up i oh, okay. didn't we didn't watch it <laughs> at the time i, I was like right dude, i was writing the notes for this and then it was like in the post-credit scene and i was like oh the what and i like looked it up on youtube yeah they Let's just see. they show up and they revealed to i think tom hiddleston and brie larson that they they worked for monarch and um and like rodan and, and yeah and they showed them like a picture there. of godzilla yeah <laughs> wow. this is godzilla.jpg and then to, <laughs> to black yeah this is rodan v2 final final uh final in all caps yeah right um i will say like i really like the joke that that one begins with because like it's just the the credits stop and it's just totally like black screen and tom hiddleston is like you're just gonna sit there in the dark you're enjoying this aren't you and then right. it like fades into the interrogation room and he's like he's speaking to the people behind the 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 mirror in the room but i thought that was a very funny way to to say that also the video i watched was like somebody clearly filming it with their phone in the theater oh, and you could like hear experience yeah, yeah you could hear people like leaving and like coughing as they like shuffled out of the theater as this was going <laughs> that's on that's so funny uh yeah the rest of it i thought was kind of uh, whatever it was just like repeating dialogue that we'd heard in the movie and then it was like holy fuck rodan and i guess like at that <laughs> point you wouldn't necessarily have known that like king Ghidorah and rodan were gonna be like the next monsters but now having seen king of the monsters i was like okay whatever i mean the joke about sitting in the dark is good but yeah I, i'm like i don't love how like we're having this precedent set of franchise movies needing to have the post-credit sequence but i guess if it makes people watch the credits and like hopefully give some of the the production crew more credit then maybe that's good but yeah, it's a little I mean, silly. What what I'm really glad about with this sort of like baby franchise that they've established is that the uh, they the the original the first couple movies in this series they do not suffer from like studio mandated shit. You know, it doesn't they right. don't feel like they're being made solely to establish a franchise for people to go see the big 
the the big Avengers movie later. You know, yeah. like how some of the how some of the early Marvel films or some of the early like the Amazing Spider-Man franchise, for example, I think is my favorite example because Amazing Spider-Man Two isn't even a movie; it's like a big trailer for a future Sinister Six movie that got canceled because <laughs> the movie was so bad. Um, so I, I like I'm really glad that they've they've let these directors uh, Jordan Vilt Roberts for Kong Skull Island and then Gareth Edwards for uh, Godzilla. It seems like they got to make a complete movie and didn't have to, you know, didn't have, aside from like putting things in the end credit sequences and having, you know, like the tease of Rodan and stuff, those are all, those all fit in really unobtrusively and really naturally, I think, as opposed to like yeah. a Spider-Man movie where the majority of the movie is spent setting up <laughs> phantom villains, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think um, for me too, like I, as much as I'm, you know, like critical of, Godzilla getting nerfed for the new upcoming one. I just I just really want it to be good. I really want them to learn what everyone doesn't like about the other Godzilla movies and right. like apply that to this because like just just make better human characters. Like that's all you have to do. Like just give them like genuinely like a good reason to be on screen otherwise to just take him out please because i'd rather see big monsters fight like if Absolutely. you can't figure that out i just want to see big monsters fight the whole movie i don't even care i won't get fatigued i just want to see big monsters like if that's the case i'm satisfied if there's cool writing too you know a plus for effort so yeah absolutely i just want it to be fun i guess that's what i'm really looking for fun because in the most recent godzilla film like i said I love the monster fights. I thought they were awesome. Like seeing Godzilla show up and like six other monsters were there too. And like just seeing that happen was awesome. The characters show up on scene. I'm like, I sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, <I'm sad>. exactly. <laughs> but obviously this one was a different case. So maybe, maybe we get a little collab, you know, have, have the uh, King Kong uh, director or screenplay writer or whatever make the human characters and then big monster fight <laughs> boom sign me up hire me Movie i'm gonna made. make the next godzilla <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that i think transitions to the last thing i want to talk about which was just kind of generally the monster verse and how we're feeling about it but i mean i think we're kind of already there yeah. uh <clears throat> i guess i feel the same way is like especially now having seen kong skull island I see how much potential there is in these monster flicks of like these can be just like totally like stimulant fueled like kick ass action movies. Right. Or they can be kind of like tedious lowest common denominator schlock like King of the Monsters. And I think like I'll have to revisit uh, 2014's Godzilla, but uh, I mean that I remember being like a pretty interesting film that like had stuff to say. I don't. Yeah, it exactly. was obviously not as like action packed as Skull Island was, but I mean, it was still a very solid movie. Even then, too, it's like I think that movie, this movie, which I doubt is going to happen, has potential to be like a fantastic movie too. Like it can be about just like I like the whole natural disaster thing. And I really liked where that's going. That's that's essentially like why Godzilla was a thing because of the whole nuclear um, bomb situation in Japan yeah. in the 1940s. And like they're scared of that. Like he has a very, very deep and dark 
backstory as a like as a creation of in media right and so like they can make it you know a big political commentary about like what we're doing to earth or whatever or they can make it like whatever they want i don't care but i mean i'm just really worried it's that ladder of the two that you brought up the lowest common denominator yeah bullshit like, like meaningless I like what they're doing with with uh, tying Godzilla and the all the kaiju to climate change. I think that's like a very mm-hmm. relevant connection to make. I think especially with like sort of the we haven't like literally uh, had a nuke dropped on us the way Japan did in mm-hmm. the 40s. And we don't have this looming threat of nuclear war with the Soviet Union going on anymore kind of our big existential threat is climate change so i think it makes perfect sense to to have that be sort of the thematic uh background of the monster we're talking about a cold war in which they take the summers off yeah yeah that was (laughs) that was that was funny (laughs) they're just like hey russia's our ally what are you talking about pal and yeah that was like holy fuck what's happening Like, what did I miss? Yeah. I thought the baseball references were very funny, too, of like, oh, Mm -hmm. the Cubs win yet? Because, like, the Cubs famously didn't win a World Series for, like, 100 years. Uh, (laughs) That scene and also, like, various other John C. Riley scenes where apparently most of that dialogue was just improvised on set, which I think is very funny. That's That's funny. funny. I like the... In that case, then, that, like, young guy, the army guy that was with all the rest of them... He did a really good job riffing with John C. Riley, if that's the case. Yeah. So props to that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like super young, or at least looks like it. Like, Which is good because, like, I think that was kind of the big oh. one of the well, one of many issues with Vietnam. Right? It was he's like thirty years literal, old. like never mind teenagers, right, going over there to fight. Yeah. Oops. Uh, I mean, he looks like a teenager. So exactly, it's fair Which enough. Which is good. Good um, I, I feel like I do want to express like some concern that I have for like a Godzilla versus Kong. I think I don't know if I mentioned this in the episode last time, but if like Godzilla is supposed to represent like the threat to climate change and we have like Kong as kind of like a a figure that is like a protector of indigenous people, like like in in that sense um like what what is that kind of being pitted against each other look like like what are the larger implications for that conversation i just know that like in media oftentimes um indigenous activists are pitted against science and progress because mm-hmm. of their like old-timey ways and they're like sacred mountains that could be better used for science and progress and things like that um big satellite yeah big satellite or or like preoccupied with like water like who the fuck cares about water um so i don't know i'm i'm just sort of i have no idea i've never watched the trailer but that's just like ooh, i don't i don't like how that looks right off the bat but i could be wrong and maybe i need to give it a little bit more credit i think it's just gonna be a big monster fight like I, yeah, I mean, we don't have. I don't. I don't know what motivations are in this movie yet because the trailer doesn't make them clear at all. So, like, like I, I want to know why do they, why do they take King Kong off the island? Why do they, why do they chain him up like in the nineteen thirties movie and take him to oh, civilization? What if they become friends? I mean, oh. I have to assume that's what's going to happen. Is like 
Charles Dance is gonna come back because I think in the post credit scene he like buys one of King Ghidorah's heads. That's right. And yeah, so like he is he's being established as the villain. Right. And so my kind of what I took away from that is like, okay, he's gonna build like Mecha King Ghidorah and that's gonna be his weapon, and then like Godzilla and King Kong are gonna need to team up to take care of that <laughs> i'm having but. a bunch of like stupid imagery of like a combo fight against king Ghidorah. <laughs> like <laughs> like i'm just imagining like godzilla like or grabbing like king kong by the legs and like swinging him around and throwing <laughs> him at king Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah i'm just already picturing this big monkey lizard fight in my head it'll be like, like that video game at the end of the page. day you take away the political commentary you take away any of the dialogue big monkey Big lizard, big flying bug. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 as bad as the, as bad as King of the Monsters is, I think it, I do like the direction that they're going by leaning into a lot of like the wackier lore and mythology and stuff that they can stuff that they can take from from the old Godzilla films. Um, yeah, because these are really these are the first uh, American produced Godzilla films, Hollywood produced. Uh, if you uh, skip over the the weird '90s Godzilla, that would be the first <laughs> one technically. But um, but yeah, now we have this fully American Hollywood uh, Godzilla franchise, Godzilla slash King Kong franchise, and uh, I, I I it's cool to see them leaning into like a lot of that weird lore that's already been established getting to use the rights to like Ghidorah for instance and Mothra and just having fun with Monarch too like I think one of the <laughs> I think one of the cooler world building things in King of the Monsters is when they establish that Monarch has this like ridiculous flying headquarters that looks like a big uh like stealth bomber or something and they just right. fly it around and it's like it's like ridiculous it's like their own the Justice Avengers. League headquarters or something but <laughs> yeah but it's yeah it's cool i like it i'm really excited to see the the next movies because like like i said like at the end of the day if i see a big monster fight i'm gonna be happy regardless sure like, and they and they're putting it on hbo max so like would exactly. i go to a movie theater in a pandemic to see godzilla versus kong no but i'm, I'm happy <laughs> to sit in front of my tv and see it i i i guess to answer the original question i i don't have high expectations for godzilla versus kong but i hope that it's good um mm. But just like from the trailer, I get the, I'm, you know, I'm not sure, but I, I hope it's, it's funny. I read a weird quote from one of the actresses in this movie who said it was funny. So I hope she's right. And that she doesn't have just like a dumb sense of humor or something. Um, because, <laughs> because Kong Skull Island is funny and it works really great. And Godzilla King of the Monsters is not at all funny. <laughs> so um, yeah all I, I can remember is like bradley whitford's character making a joke about like how maybe he's like recording himself fucking sometimes and then everybody in the room looks at him like oh, what did this guy just say and it's yeah it fucking sucked what because uh somebody's i think like godzilla swims by a window or something and someone's like oh i hope someone's recording this and he's like i record everything oh. and everybody's like oh oh so get a load of this guy and it's just like it does not work at all yeah i remember that's gross yeah yeah it sucked bad uh all right I f this is running pretty long. It's been a good conversation, but I think this is a good time to call it. If I could get everybody to look at the Discord real quick so we can pick our next movie.
Oh, what yeah. Was the, uh, what was the oh. criticism that you agreed with? Oh, that's right. I, ha- I have it up. It? You were looking for uh, it, right? Uh, uh, okay. This comes from Mike Ryan of Uproxx. Kong Skull Island is still a hoot. It was a movie that was not at all on my radar as something I was dying to see, and yet I had way too much fun watching it. I just wished it had embraced its craziness a little bit more, but yes, there's still plenty of crazy to go around. Which is almost exactly how I felt about this, because like we talked about Travis when you picked this, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't really care to see this one. I it just was not kind of something I was considering. And then when I watched it, I was like, wow, I really like this. This is exactly the type of movie that I really like. Mm-hmm. And I think you had described it as like reminiscent of uh, Fury Road. Yeah. Which, and I totally agree of just what like the how hell? that's, that's over a good the description. T- yeah. It's just like it's so over the top. <laughs> it's unapologetically uh, just this like balls to the wall action movie. And it's great. And it's just it doesn't see that fuck movie. around with like explaining why or how things are like this it's just like a movie that you're it's just like strap in because it's gonna be a wild ride but in the best way possible yes so yeah there i completely oh. forgot about that because I, I got wrapped up talking about the monster verse you know how it goes i just have one question for you guys like um did you guys find anything about the movie that you didn't like like anything at all i mean i kind of talked about this of like I don't know that I love how big the cast of people that goes on to Skull Island is. Mm-hmm. I think there are moments between characters that like there are just so fucking many of them that I'm just like, wait, who is this? Like, yeah. who's saying that? Uh, and I think like the end, I thought implied that uh, that King Kong destroyed the helicopters that were coming to pick them up. And I didn't oh, realize yeah. that he hadn't until we saw Bill O'Reilly meet his son. Um, <laughs> and then maybe they left that like blank for a reason. Maybe that's going to be like actually explained in the next movie. Could be that could make sense because like it it literally cuts to the credits as it goes into his eyes, and he's so... like roaring. Oh yeah, yeah. And that he like killed them. Yeah, well, I thought he's like, oh fuck, more helicopters. Like I got to take care of this. Oh, when the I was thinking, like, yeah, I was thinking that was like oh, maybe okay. like Monarch, like coming to it could be capture him. It very well could be, hmm. which I mean, because who knows? With the end credit scene, you see them, you know, in the in the little room, and they're under Monarch, like you know, interrogation or whatever. So that's what I'm kind of assuming for now, and we'll yeah. see when the next movie comes out. And beyond that, it's just it's just kind of nitpicky stuff that I'm like, I really don't even think is worth mentioning. It's just like, oh, I don't know about this. We're like, oh, whatever. And like, and there's like a continuity error where like when Kong slashes the big skull crawler's neck with the propeller blade, it like the wound disappears, which I thought was like kind of funny. But I, I really don't care that much. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't. Maybe it was just such a perfect slice that it didn't seem like it. See, you would think so, but it's like this gaping pink wound in one scene, and then it's just not there in the next. Oops. But he, again, he whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're he like it. Wolverine. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? 
God, but those things are fucking I, scary. I loved it. They are. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to sit down and just like watch this movie through again and deliver live responses. Like, oh, that's yeah. a little weird. But no, at the top of my head, like there wasn't anything that stuck with me that I yeah, that exactly I was really different. That's that's what I was interested to hear from you guys because like I throughout this entire movie, there was nothing that made me say like, oh, I didn't like that or anything. Like even like nitpicky stuff, I didn't even like think of that. Like I was straight up just like enjoying the entire movie from front to end it's been a long time since the movie's done that like just straight up not bore me even if it's a great movie so that's what i think i loved about this movie was it was just front to back just fantastic i loved it yeah and i mean like some of the like the some of the many references are like a little bit fourth wall breaking and can kind of pull you out depending on like what headspace you're in like when samuel jackson says hold on to your butts when they get go off in the helicopter (laughs) i'm sure i'm i i assume that draws laughs from like half of a theater and the other half is just kind of like wait what wasn't that from jurassic (laughs) 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 but yeah but yeah i feel like this movie kind of like it's kind of tarantino-esque in that like it's just this big like lovable pop culture remix of all these different movies that this guy liked that's not ready player one (laughs) yeah you're right you're right I don't have any like criticism explicitly but i don't know if this is a film that i would watch again um it was really enjoyable and i think i had fun watching it but like i don't know if i would enjoy it a second time i think i would might get bored of it in a sense of like okay it's just ridiculous um Mm -hmm. i don't know i i just i don't know i guess i don't think that like big monsters are as compelling as you all seem but um that's you know fine i guess (laughs) (laughs) no that's fair to be fair though i'm, I'm kind of the same way but just with any movie like i don't really like watching something i've already seen twice unless i like absolutely like i don't know i'm not like, obsessed with it or something I don't know. but i i feel you on that but yeah if i ever do rewatch a movie which isn't super often there's usually a specific reason like it's something with it resonated with me and i want to watch it for like specific research purposes or we see how do it for the movie? podcast. Or I had to rewatch it for the podcast. So. <laughs> the only movie that has managed to do that for me, um, where I straight up was just like, I'm going to watch this entire movie again, was Into the Spider-Verse. Like, that was the only movie that's ever been able to do that to me. I don't uh-huh. know why. It was just that good to me. I, I saw like it in theaters. It's a good movie. Then I bought on DVD and immediately watched it again. And just, I love that movie so much. <laughs> I feel like I'm a big rewatcher of movies and that's how I like enjoy ones that I really love is by like re-experiencing them. Like especially like over time too. Um, Cause I feel like you always like bring new things that you didn't notice the first time or like hit differently. Yeah. Like I get that too. It's like you saw a movie when you're like five or something and then you come back to it. I did that recently with the iron giant and goddamn, that movie's still so good. Because <laughs> I used to watch it all the time when I was younger. That actually made me love and fear big robots. So. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, there's also uh, uh, been an anime spinoff series announced from this movie. So, <gasps> kind of interested to see that. That I sounds awesome, I, I actually. That, but I didn't pay much yeah, attention to it. Yeah, like I think I it was last like a month. Kong anime? Yeah. 
it's uh, Netflix. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix, or I think so anyway. Wow, I'm going to watch that for sure. Holy shit, that sounds badass. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check it out. But uh, anyways, did you all uh, vote on the movie? Um, I, I, hmm, I was going to wait to hear what other people thought, because I don't really... I, I've seen one of these movies. I've seen Minority Report. I, I don't know what Gattaca is. And I've oh, never that's the seen game Starship from the, the the eighties where you had the little ship and you're shooting at the other ships, like oh yeah, Galaga. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Good. I like Minority Report just because of the eyeball scene. <laughs> Do some more Philip K. Dick movie adaptations. Um. Yeah, I I like I like Minority Report because of that alone, just because of eye surgery. I feel like a kindred spirit with that moment. Um, I have never seen Minority Report actually. Um, I watched Maybe. it a lot in my film class or one of the film visual com classes that I had to take. It was a a favorite of my professors, so we watched you many clips of that. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'm gonna try to get back. Get back with you guys and yeah. on schedule now that I'm not like moving and true merging with classes. Yeah, add stuff. you to the podcast art. Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Hone your skill. Um yeah, so I guess minority port is my vote. <laughs> and, then, and then you can pick a movie, Caleb. I mean, I'm always down for Starship Troopers. I watched no, that I, movie. I when meant I was you like... can you can you can give us nominate. movies to choose yeah. from. You can yeah. nominate movies, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'll figure that out later, but you have a good list right here. That's what I meant. Okay. So that's two anyway. votes for Minority Report. But like, like I mean, also I Gattaca would Minority be fun Part, too. So this gives me a chance. I haven't seen Gattaca in a long time. So what is your vote? I don't know. What do you, you think? No, you need to vote. God. I nominated. Mm. My vote is the tiebreaker. I'm I'm Minority Report. Okay, I'm I'm Gattaca. I'm Gattaca. Whoa, Travis! You moved your <laughs> eyes. Oh, uh, let's see, Gattaca, Minority Report. Nope, I'm Minority shit. Report. I lied. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's two for Minority Report. Um. Well, okay. I can tell you, none of these movies appear to be on any like streaming. Oh, shit. oh really? Minority oh, shit. Damn it. it looks like it's on CBS All Access. Oh I, I don't have a CBS All Access subscription. No. I don't know if either. I didn't. Any I didn't look that up. Do. I um, literally thought of this. Like, it says watch for free on Amazon Prime for Minority Report. Oh, yeah. Amazon has like a fuck ton of movies that are like actually good. It which seems is weird. to be working. Oh yeah, I just clicked on it and it seems to be going. Okay, well, in that case, then. Oh, it is on here. Wait, I, hmm, I don't see Can it. Can I start it right now? Watch for free with ads, included with IMDb TV. Oh, so it's not Found Amazon it. Prime. I think you can. I think it's maybe on IMDb TV, but and you then can you watch can watch it, watch it on, on Amazon. Amazon. Oh, yeah, that's weird. That's also a weird way to watch a movie. Yeah, with ads. 
with ads yeah probably not the best viewing experience i hate watching like movies on tv it sucks yeah we just watched the britney spears documentary with ads and it was real weird it was real i think weird. they're integrated ads too so you can't block them i i have minority report on plex because it's a, oh. it's one of my faves but i don't know how much luck anyone had everyone had streaming off of it's plex been server. working it fine for, for us. us yeah okay I don't know. Uh, what it'll probably be case. different now that I moved, so I could test that out okay. too. So I also the mm, couple months ago or something, I had to reinstall the app and it like fixed a bunch of problems that I had. So maybe it'll fix yours. Cool. Okay. okay. Let's just do Minority anyway. Report then. Yeah. It sounds like that's. I didn't actually vote, but I guess thing. I would vote for Minority Report. Okay. Actually, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that the one that you've already seen, Travis? Yeah. Okay. Ah! All right, and that's going to do it for this episode of Motion Picture Pals. Thank you all so much for listening. As I said earlier, you can go to motionpicturepals.com. There you'll find links to our Substack, so you can get emails directly into your inbox. You can click the link there to follow us on Twitter, and you can join us on Discord, where you can talk about movies and video games and all sorts of other things. Uh, join us in two weeks where we are going to be watching Minority Report. Uh, once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you all in a couple of weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Much better call to action. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Is that, that, that cleared the bar of the call to action? Okay. Yeah. Okay, we can we, we can record now too. Started recording. I, I'm recording. Um, recording. <clears throat> I already started. Cool. Great. Okay. Did you have any problems with my last recording, Travis? No, it sounded good. Okay, good. Okay, let's time. Yeah, time dot, dot is. is. Let me go ahead and pull that up real quick. Cool. <clears throat> um, oh, us, um, one thing uh, I want to make sure to do is turn on my, um, my noise suppression on my actual mic. Because it's a little creaky in this room. Interesting. Hmm. What is, uh, what is noise suppression on the mic? Uh, so do you have that in NVIDIA, like, ray tracing noise suppression th application? I, I did. I didn't really find any use for it, though. Okay, so maybe that I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, don't do, do I any, sound fine? I I I, uh, I process the noise out myself, and it's better okay, than never doing mind it then. live. Yeah, it's better than Bill O'Reilly cool. doing it live. <laughs> hey, Bill O'Reilly's six four, and he's got that going for him. Yeah, Big O'Reilly, don't let him hear you say that. <laughs>